Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. And away we go. Welcome, everyone, to Halloween Unleashed. I am your host, Chris Morgan, and the off-season rolls on before we get to Season 3 of Halloween Unleashed. And um, today's episode is going to be a crossover episode, and um, I couldn't be more excited about it. And um, I just... I went on the assholes with opinions podcast here tonight i'm recording this right after um i did the episode with james grimm and uh trevor waltz and uh their new podcast assholes with opinion they've had a few episodes uh you can subscribe to him on youtube i will get you the link here in just a moment uh but you know i just want to say straight out of the gate and I didn't get a chance to address this on the pod here just a little while ago uh, because we were talking about so many things and the two hours that we spoke went by so fast and um, I could have talked for another hour, you know, because there was just stories that kept that kept coming out. So it was really a productive and fun podcast. Uh, I hope to have them on um, season three, as, as you'll hear. And, um, you know, since this was two hours, um, we are going to break this up into two episodes. So how about that? You know, you're going to get, um, kind of like a prequel to season three, um, for the next two weeks, you'll have episodes of Halloween unleashed. They were totally cool with me cross promoting and putting their, uh, podcast on here. But if you want to check out Assholes with Opinions, I got that link for you. It's youtube.com forward slash the real James Grimm, one M at the end. So uh, subscribe to that. Every time they go live, you will get uh, a notification and they will um, be sure to entertain you. Uh, both really genuine guys. But uh, what I wanted to say, um, Trevor, I've talked to privately and publicly. Um, and of course I did a zoom meeting, which I'll probably play that episode, um, our conversation, um, before season three happens. But, um, uh, just to go ahead and, and say is, is I got to know Trevor from a voice, um, versus a text where James and I were always kind of like a messenger type thing. Um, I think a lot of times uh, our messages got misconstrued in, in many ways, which happens, which you'll hear on this episode. We, we kind of go into the whole misconception of people's meanings and interpretations of, of text. But uh, what I wanted to say is, you know, James, if you're listening to this, I which I hope you are, uh, I want you to know that uh, I never had ill will towards you, but... Um, you know, I, I, I'll just say I misjudged you, um, from initial impressions and what people had said, just like probably you felt the same about me. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but if you did, I hope that, uh, this episode tonight, um, finally broke down that barrier to any 
any mis misconception that we had about one another. Um, I know it definitely from my end, it, um, my perception of you totally changed and in, in, in a very positive way. Not that it was negative. It's just, uh, like I said, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of, uh, based on first initial impressions, you, uh, you kind of put someone in a bracket of where you think that they fit. And then you get to spend some time talking to them, or see what their character's like, and uh, the the truth comes out in the wash, and uh, that's kind of what happened here. And um, I'm really glad I did the episode. I think you guys got a great thing going. Um, I'm really humbled, thankful, and just touched that uh, that you thought enough to to ask me to be on. It was a was a true honor, and like I said, I hope going forward, we can, we can make it happen again. Um, you know, sometime down the line, maybe we can do a crossover where we have a live episode and we discuss nothing but uh, the upcoming Halloween kills. Um, which yes, you know, you guys roped me into talking about Halloween 2018 again. And I think that's like the 10th time I've talked about that, but, uh, all was good, man. It was, it, I, I liked that it wasn't all about masks um, I got to talk about, um, my very brief film career, at least, uh, when it relates to the Halloween series. I mean, I did a lot more things previous to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was neat to talk about, uh, the humble beginnings and the humble journey that is still, um, happening to this day. Uh, I want to thank all of those people that were in the chat that asked some great questions, had some good comments, really appreciate it. And um, we're going to break this up into two parts and uh, I'm not going to keep anybody waiting. We're going to jump right into it, but uh, definitely check James Grimm's uh, channel out. Uh, you can do that again. Once again, youtube.com forward slash the real James Grimm. And the show is called assholes with opinions. Um, he's got some other cool content on there as well, but, uh, that's definitely a very, very fun podcast. And, um, I'm glad that I'm listening to it anyway. Uh, glad to be a part of it. And we will be back here next week with part two. And then, um, we're looking at some time in March for a live season three, premiere. So that is just right around the corner, uh, within the next four weeks. So I'm excited. Uh, so everyone stay tuned to Halloween unleash. We are coming back for season three. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Take care. Okay. We are live. So, 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 uh, Trevor, I did the video for us. So it wasn't all soft, but I didn't, uh, expand the intro so it just kicks right in so i need to fix that but you know what it's better than that soft shit from last week yeah no i agree with you dude i i yeah. didn't like that shit last week thank was, you was, yeah yeah you're welcome uh everybody welcome to the channel this is assholes with opinions we have special guest chris morgan uh chris how are you doing today doing good and uh maybe after this broadcast it'll have to be the biggest asshole with the biggest opinion according to the hobby Oh man! <laughs> Here we go. This is why. Yeah, that's why I was excited for this one. No, no I, I'm, I'm, everything's I'm good, excited. man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited for anyone uh, out there who 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 likes likes to listen to podcasts, who loves the Halloween franchise, Michael Myers. A lot of people on this channel they that's why they flock to the channel because that is a big 
topic of discussion. Chris Morgan hosts a uh, podcast called Halloween Unleashed. Very awesome show. It really gives you a big insight, uh, not only into the films, but the mask hobby, which me and Trevor seem to have uh, a liking to, or we discuss quite frequently, I'd say. But today, I wanted to get to know you a little bit more, Chris, and I wanted the viewers and the listeners to get to know you as well. Uh, you've been you've been doing mask making um, for how long? Um, I I converted um, first and foremost. I um, made a, a a couple of fan films. Uh, one was in two thousand eight. Uh, called Halloween H three O. Um, 2013, I did H 35, which was the sequel to that. And um, I initially had sold my SSN Curse number ten copy um, off to fund that film, and I realized I was doing a sequel to Halloween six, and I was like, well, I want to continue with the H six mask. At the time, Gary Monger of H3O Productions was about to come out with the Thorned, and they were about 110 bucks a piece. And I was like, "Well, I'll just buy a couple of those, and I'll have one for a stunt, one for a main camera mask." Uh, long story short, is I got the I got the mask in, did a couple camera tests, which you know you're a filmmaker, so you get it. Once mm-hmm. you gotta get it under the movie lights, uh, it kind of paints a different picture. It's either it's gonna look like it's it's either gonna look good or it's gonna look like shit. So uh, what ended up happening was is we got it uh, some some test uh, shots going and it was way too white. So I took it and started to weather it uh, the best of my ability. I had never done it before, so I was like, well, I'll come up with something. Um, I ended up uh, getting it right for the shot. Realized I liked it. Uh, sold that mask on eBay um, to M Ryan Bogard, who's uh, you know, that that's how he and I met. And then uh, at that point I had had a Don post 06 that I decided that I was like, well, let me go ahead and try and throw my name in the, in the ring, so to speak. And started messing with that. And then shortly after that, I was bitten by the bug and I uh, <laughs> grabbed, uh, grabbed the he mold, uh, which was sculpted by Steve Wang. And then uh, shortly, that was in 2009, and then right after that, I had uh, grabbed the Untamed uh, mold from Bill Miller at Night Stalker Productions, which was a H6 mold, believe it or not. So that was really how I got started. So really, like I, my goal was in 2009 was to practice as much as I could, and uh, right around Halloween time, maybe do some seasonal type stuff and uh, cause I was a career counselor at a film college at the time. So, um, you know, working with soon to be graduates and graduates and breaking into the movie industry. So um, yeah, that's pretty much how it got started. And then uh, it really just kind of took on a life of its own. I actually started doing it full time in um, June of 2010. So I've been, I've been at it a little while. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned the, the movie thing because because you know a lot of uh, the some people on this uh, channel they they they're subscribed because of the the little Halloween projects that I've done and everything. So I was going to mention that as well uh, for anyone who's not seen it now. You you do have a lot of views on those videos, which is awesome. <laughs> I enjoy them. I thought they were I thought they were fun. I thought it was different. It, t- it took a different tale, you know, uh, or it followed the H six line. So. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but guys, check it out. It's H3O and then H35. You did five years later in 2013, correct? Correct. Yep. 
And so I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't seen it, but I'm going to tell you what I, I really enjoyed that film completely. But what I really enjoyed is, is a certain character of the film and how they're developing the mask themselves. Yeah, that um, it's funny. Um, I, I actually, I had wrote a remake um, Halloween movie that I was hoping to ultimately, uh, you know, when, when you're younger in film college, obviously you have, uh, you know, Spielberg dreams if, if you want to be a producer or director. And that was definitely me. I'm no different than every other Tom, Dick, and Harry that's ever gone through film school. Uh, we all think that we're going to graduate and immediately start going making multi million dollar productions. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wish 42 year old me could talk with 20 year old me and slap some sense into him. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I, I wrote, I, I wrote a remake script. Um, and I actually had wrote where he goes to, um, the hardware store. We get to see him break in and kill a couple people like security guards set off the alarm, all that stuff that we saw in the original Halloween. And he actually takes the Shatner mask, goes back, um, because the cops are looking for him, he enters in through a backyard into a uh, a garage off to the back of a of a midwestern house and uh, kills a guy and then starts to uh, convert his mask. So I realized that I was probably never going to be able to do that scene. And when I decided I was going to do H thirty five, and I had that beginning sequence written where he escapes into the backyard and attacks the mask maker um i was like well this is a perfect intro scene you know so i went ahead and took that little snippet from that remake script and threw it in there just for the intro credits gotcha okay that, that's pretty cool and I, I like how the guy who who's who's there uh he's wearing the the wmp shirt um that says <laughs> what was it say quality what, is it quality product from port of score yeah it's uh quality shaping from port of score oh, yeah shaping. Yeah, yeah, that was really that was really cool little Easter egg kind of like thing, and you know, kind of throwing uh, WMP, WMP out there. So, um, yeah, so guys, check out H thirty or H three O, H thirty five. Do you say H thirty five? I I say it both ways, you know. Okay. So, yeah, very very good. And you and you actually had a um, you actually got to put it out in the theater for a night, right? And then had people have people come in and you know check it out for its premiere. Yeah, we um, it's it's really funny. It's um, I we were so jazzed up about H35 and um, just because we knew that the production quality and the technology had come so far since 2008 on 2000 in 2008, we shot on mini DV um, mm -hmm. on a 24P DVX 100 um, Panasonic. So, yeah. I mean, when you look at that and then you're shooting DSLR in 2013, uh, with fixed lenses and uh, map boxes and, you know, you're using minimal stuff. Long story short, we were so jazzed about that film that it was hard to go back and because we had the double feature just like we do on YouTube. And it was really hard to watch H30 because there were so many people that were coming in there were so jazzed up about the film and they're like almost in a way like what, what movie is this? You know, because it's, it's really, I mean, you guys have seen it. I'm, I'm assuming Trevor has seen it too, but you know, for the audience that's listening, I mean, it really is a stark contrast between, between the two films. I mean, like as far as production quality. Yes. <clears throat> it's been yes. a while since I've seen it. 
but you can definitely see the 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 difference in uh so so they're not different in the budget but just like how far technology had come over the five years is what you're saying you want to you want to know a funny story is h30 actually costs more and it's worse (laughs) wow (laughs) and it's runtime too right what's that it's runtime's less as well right yeah it was um see originally it was done for like the the 30 years of terror that was going on out in Pasadena that year, mm-hmm. they were originally going to do a, a like a fan film contest. And that's originally what sparked the H30 idea. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to enter it into a 30 year anniversary co- film contest. It's 30 year anniversary. H3O just makes sense. You know, so that's that's how the title came along. But yeah, we, we actually got to show them in a couple of different theaters. We we showed them um, at a really nice uh, – um, now I'm going to freeze up and not remember the theater and the, and the company. But uh, we ended up, after that, moving on to uh, the Enzion Theater, which was a it's – an, it's an independent um, film uh, um, theater here in Central Florida. And – man, people from all over come to just watch films there. Cause it's just, I mean, it, it's really like, uh, like an opera house, the way it's laid out. And it's really, really nice, really high scale, really trendy, uh, very artistic. So it is, it is really, uh, one of those things where it's almost like a landmark in central Florida. So the, the fact that they invited us to come show it there, um, and so they had all of their, like, they, they do a monthly film contest called the film slam. And, mm-hmm. uh, we were invited to split the cost with the film slam and show our film right after that. So not only did we get our own audience, we got an audience that was already built in. So, I mean, there was standing room only in that. And, uh, you hear cheers, you hear jumps, you hear screams. And once you are able to sit in the back of the theater, and watch for those moments that you wrote and directed. There's no better feeling in the world to watch a live reaction to, to, to something. And they're jumping at the right spots that you want them to. And you're going, okay, maybe we did all right there, you know? So, um, it was really, really cool. It was very cool. Yeah. No, you know, oh, yeah. I, 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 I actually went to the channel. So not, I mean, it was, it was quite some time ago where I watched the films, but then I also watched like the behind the stuff when you're actually at the theater and you're getting reactions from the people who are in there and kind of uh, explain their experience from it. And it was, it's a really cool thing, man. Yeah. There was a lot of people that said, Oh, it must've been really cool to see uh, your, your work up on the big screen. I said, well, if I was actually watching the screen, I was watching people more than I was watching the <laughs> watching the movies. Cause I mean, you know, I mean, you, you, you produce your own films by the time it gets released, you've probably watched it a hundred times. So I mean, yeah. you're, you're not really seeing anything new, you know? Um, plus we got a chance to do like a screening of it privately to make sure it played correctly. The sound was good and that the picture was good. So I got to sit in a private, um, you know, dark theater by myself with a couple of other members of my team just to w- sit there and watch it on the big screen by ourselves. And then the event happened. And then that was me people watching, which was, like I said, was, was a lot of fun. That's, that's, that's like a dream, man, for a filmmaker to be able to see their, their vision, their film up on a big screen. It's, 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 it's that's awesome. dude. like that? That's, 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 that's definitely my goal with the upcoming film that uh, me and my team are doing. Uh, so it must have been a good feeling, man. So what? So 
Did you ever consider going going back, considering the way that the film ended? Did you ever thought about going back and doing a follow up to it, or did you think that maybe you're just good where it's at? Um, it, it's it's funny, and I'm I'm glad you asked that. Um, we we felt good at the end of that one just to kind of call it quits there with mm-hmm. that with that series. I, I I guess you could call it that series. Yeah. But um, you know, I thought that unless I went back in and got my film career started again and made a few lucky breaks along the way. I thought, you know, anything involving Halloween was pretty much done, you know, at that point in 2013. And I'm like, age 35 was a, was a good way for me to end, but you know, you make connections, you network along the way. And last year on the Halloween Unleashed podcast, not only did I get to interview my friend Dan Farrens, uh, mm-hmm. which we have been trying to do for three to four years. We've been friends uh, almost 10 years at this point. And um, I was feeling pretty good about myself that, you know, hey, we just had this nice five part series. I'm going to reach out to Marianne Hagen and see what she's up to because we talked a lot about her on that. And so I wanted to see what she was up to. I just reached out like on a whim, didn't even expect anything. I think I, uh, I even messaged uh, Brandon Zachman and Dylan cloud uh, mm-hmm. privately and said, Hey, cause they were part of the host team at the time. I said, Hey, check this out. I just sent this to Marianne Hagen. Apparently she went and she, she vetted me. I mean, she told this story on, on the podcast, but she vetted me uh, through Dan, Dan uh, threw a bunch of really good words in for me. And we were, she was all down to do it. And then we, we, we chatted, we had planned it all out. And then she got sick with COVID and, uh, we had to postpone it. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so it's just really good that we had five episodes of Dan Farron's because I'm like, man, we're starting to scrunch on time. So I really got to become really, really good friends with her through that period. So looking at it from a, from that standpoint, it was actually a blessing to um that she got covid because it gave us a chance to really dial in our friendship and Mm. um i have to say a year later i mean it's a year to the day that we're doing this interview right now that we that we recorded her interview yeah on the 24th of last year that's cool and so um you know pretty much i i just um you know, sat and, and chatted with her that night for, gosh, it was uh, two, three o'clock in the morning. We realized what time it was, but we really developed a friendship from there, from that point forward. And we announced on Halloween Unleashed last year, like if COVID hadn't happened, um, I wrote a 110 page uh, direct sequel that ties H2O Resurrection together with H6 and this would technically be Halloween nine, but we're going to eventually find a way to raise money and do the curse of Halloween where her character comes back. Um, and Danny's grown up and she's, she's a grandma now and uh, they get to battle Michael Myers one last time. Now that's pretty cool. So, so, so you, you so you would take the, the ending of what happens at the end of six. Uh, would you include Tommy Doyle? Yeah, he's actually he's uh, he's written into the story. Um, you know, she she said, like "Do you that. want do you want me to put put a call into Paul?" I said, uh, "Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen." <laughs> but, oh my uh, god, that'd be amazing, man! <laughs> it would, but, but, uh, 
Yeah, no, but she's she and I have joked about it. I mean, they're they still keep in touch every now and then. They're they're still friends, but mm-hmm. um, I I honestly don't think he would do it. You know, with uh, the schedule he has, but you know, she's all for it. And um, yeah, as soon as we're able to to get that off the ground, that's still that's still in the pipeline. That's awesome, okay. man. Oh, so yeah, man. without diving into spoilers, because now you have you, you piqued my interest. Like I knew the, the project, but now that you're explaining it though this way, so you're gonna try to tie in resurrection or H2N resurrection. Uh mm-hmm. so does do you plan on bringing it back the character of John? Um yes. <laughs> uh <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> cool. I love it. No, yeah. that's cool. Awesome. Uh, Cool. I don't want. I don't want to ask too many questions because I don't want you to give away anything. But that sounds awesome, and I'm excited to, to see that. It would be cool if you like reached out to a Michael Lerner as well to play Michael Myers. That'd be dope. Yeah, I um, I've actually I have talked with him. Um, oh. I haven't talked to him about this, but I talked to him oh. about coming coming on Unleashed, and he's he's for it. And uh, I'm trying to get Kathleen Kenmont right now, and uh, we're trying to line that up. Um, nice. So yeah, I mean, I mean things things are going and going well. It may not happen in season three coming up, but um, you know I got plenty of material to cover when it comes to uh, Halloween Kills coming up later this year. So I'm not too worried about it. Nice. And for anyone who's watched or who has not watched um, his uh, H three O and H thirty five, he actually I don't remember which one it was, but you had Dick Warlock do the narration, didn't you? I sure did. I sure did. That that oh. was actually um I got to go back into my MySpace days. Um <laughs> Lance, <laughs> MySpace. I, I miss MySpace. Right. Yeah. Um actually Lance Warlock who played Boombox Boy in Halloween 2. Yeah. Um I he had started a at that time he and um his last name's Bradford. It was Leon, Leon, uh, Lance and Leon, um, Warlock and Bradford was, was their thing. But I got this message and he said, yeah, you know, uh, we would like to score the film. And I said, well, um, I'd be interested in hearing your stuff. I said, I, cause at this time I didn't, I didn't know who I was talking to, you know? Um, and I was like, I'd be interested in hearing your stuff, but keep in mind, this is a fan film. Uh, this is not anything official. We don't have the budget to pay a lot of money, but I, I'd be interested in hearing your, your, your fee. And he's, and then he came back with, well, this is Dick Warlock's son, Lance. Um, I, I would just like to see some of the film and I would be interested in scoring it for free. And I said, shit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is kind of, and I, I sent I sent him a rough cut after that. Said he really liked it. He sat down to um, to to score it with Leon, and he just happened to be hanging out with with his dad, and they called me on the phone. And uh, Lance said, "Hey, I got somebody here that wants to talk to you." And uh, he handed the phone over to his dad, and Dick got on the phone. And we sat there and he was very, very, um, he was a sweet guy, you know, just very nice, uh, nice, kind words about the film said he really enjoyed it. Um, he said, would you have a, would you have any part for me? And just jokingly, I just said, yeah, I, I, I need a narrator. 
And he goes, you got it. Send me the script. Really? And so I shot the, the script over to Lance and I said, can you get this? He goes, I'll get it and I'll send it back to you. And that's, that's how, that's how it happened. That's sick. Wow. Dude. That's, that's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So he must, he must've saw something that he really, truly enjoyed. Uh, and then just kind of moved from there. Yeah. He, um, you know, his exact words to me goes, uh, and his, his gravelly voice, he said, you know, it takes balls to do a sequel to that, to that sequel. He goes, you know, I, I admire that. So, um, about a year after the film came out, he was actually at the convention here in central Florida and he and I were messaging at the time. And I said, when you get down here, I would like to meet you and bring you a copy of the film. And he said, sure. So I brought my copy of the film and asked him to autograph it. And he said, I would be happy to autograph it. He said, but I want you to autograph my copy first. And it was weird that Dick <laughs> Warlock was asking me to, to autograph a, a fan film that I made for him. It was just, it was really odd, you know, but it was uh, not odd in a bad way. Just, you know, it's like, uh, that's surreal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, here I am grateful. You did this out of the kindness of your heart. Um, and didn't ask for a dime. And all I'm asking for is a autograph in your line. And I'm, and I'm willing to pay your fee. And here you are asking me for my autograph. It, it was, it was really neat. You know, that is cool. Damn. Wow. <laughs> that was, it's like one of those moments that kind of like the, the, the moment must have like been just like, it didn't sink in. I, I imagine like, like what? Like, huh? okay. You know, like you want my autograph. All right. Dope. You know? Yeah. No uh, problem there, man. Dick Warlock comes off as a really genuine dude. I, I met him. Uh, at Halloween 40 back in 2018, uh, he, he you can tell he loves the fan the fan base and he really enjoys the love that we give him as well. Oh, absolutely! And um, I I still uh, keep in contact with Lance here and there. I mean they they've gone on to um, to make some really really killer stuff. And uh, I don't think he's with Leon Bradford anymore. I think he's with somebody else now. Uh, but you can find him on Facebook if you search search for Lance Warlock and his company will pop up. Nice. Hmm. So I feel like I keep asking questions. I, I, we, I think it's, this happened last time, Trevor. So you have you want to you want to chime in? Have any questions, brother? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, huh. I, I, I was trying to think of some stuff. I I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. No problem. Uh, uh, you're, I, you're you're coming out with some new stuff this year, though, right? With the with, uh, when we're getting back onto mass now, uh, uh, you were mentioning I we did a Zoom meeting. I think it was like a couple months ago now, uh, or I think probably like last month or something like that. Uh, you were talking about doing the the uh, Don Post thing, right? The the Shatner. Yeah, the ninety eight ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's it's going to happen at some point. Um. You know, I, I sort of said this in our private uh, Zoom call, but I'll just say it here. Uh, this is not really a secret. Um, for the most part, you know, uh, with with what we're going through with the pandemic and people losing their jobs and everything, you know, there's, yeah. you know, my marketing business took a major shit last year. And um, that's my first love. I want to get back to it. But, uh, 75% of our business was restaurants. So, um, you basically, you take 75% of your overall base and, uh, you lose 80% of that, 
you know, because the, yeah. you know, when you're hurting for money as a business, the first thing to go is marketing, believe it or not. Um, I was out the door and I had to find a way to kind of kick, cr scratch and claw uh, to make ends meet. And then at the same time, same thing happened to my wife, you know, with, 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 with her job. So um, I started picking up more work. So it's just like, put it this way. I, I don't want to say, yeah, I'm officially back, but I'm, because I don't, I don't foresee this being a long-term thing. It, it is a right. means to an end. I still like doing things when I want to do them and not have the pressure on me. And that's the most rewarding thing because you really get to dial in and spend even more time on things than you normally would. Not that anything that comes out of my shop is bad. Like if I start, start on anything and it, and I don't like it, I will toss it in the trash and I will start over. Uh, that's, that's how I am. I'm, I'm really OCD like that, but, um, yeah, for, for, for the most part I'm back. So I, I do have some, some, um, projects that I want to get to, uh, the 98, 99 being one of them. Um, I initially said I'm hoping by June or July, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I don't want to put any timetables on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's the story oh. with that? Because there, there, there's others floating online, say eBay, other copies. Uh, do, would you be cool to share that? Or is that something that goes a little too... Uh, no, no. Um, okay. You know, back in 2012, for, for those that don't know, uh, for those that do, they're going to say, oh, I've heard this. Um, back in 2012, Don Post went out of business. And they uh, PMG went belly up as well. PMG uh, bought pretty much most of Don Post and to keep them afloat. And that's when everything started going over to China and uh, being produced over there. And so eventually Don Post went belly up and PMG was getting out of the Halloween mask business and they had all the molds. They had all the properties it's like when WWE bought WCW, they had all the rings and they had the ropes and all this other stuff and a bunch of library and everything. Yeah. It's like, so let's keep the library and get rid of everything else. It's kind of what happened. And that's how TNA got their first ring. But, uh, bottom line is, is, uh, all the molds were being sold off and, and put up. So anybody in the Myers realm was watching a few masks. They were looking for the 75 Kirk. They were looking for, obviously, the H3 trio. They were looking for the 84, 85 Don Post, the mask, um, and several others. And um, in 98, there was, there was a few 98 Shatners that were scheduled to come out. You have the 98 Proto that Don Post uh, got from directly recasting a 75 Kirk and it was even extra small. He was taking that around to conventions, uh, trying to kind of gauge the waters to see what the interest would be. So he was going to look at either laser scanning it or enlarging it to, to make uh, a new production. So um, when he got the feedback that he did, he's like, well, let's move forward then he decided that when they enlarged it, they didn't, they didn't like the look. So they, um, they brought Darren Perks in to re-sculpt it um, and fix it. So when he re-sculpted it, fixed it, they put that out. And I was a manager for a party city at the time. 
Uh, so I was on the receiving line from when those uh, truckloads of those masks came in. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my name on the list to go ahead and, and grab one. I think I was going to grab it for like $14 and some change, you know, with the employee discount. So um, we're, we're putting everything out on the shelves uh, that year in 98 and um, corporate calls us and says, yeah, all those uh, Shatners, you got to put them back in the box and send them back to the studio. <laughs> uh. Didn't know why at the time. And apparently uh, Shatner's people uh, didn't like it. And they said, you cannot use that issue because of that old lawsuit that happened. Um, Mm. And he was still being anal about it. So they still had the license for Captain Kirk, but they couldn't have any resemblance to the 75 at all. So they hired. So, okay, we've just covered those two 98s. That that 98 that I just talked about, that eventually became the 99 that's why i call it the 9899 uh mm-hmm. that's and that's why the 98 stamp is on the back but right after that they rushed hired an, another sculptor to sculpt a quote shatner um and they sculpted that alien looking thing that eventually got released in october of 98 it was a late release and it didn't sell well because it didn't look anything like the character it yeah, I mean, he looked like yeah. he, had a, he looked like he got stung by a, a hive of bees, <laughs> and he had to take a giant shit, and that's the uh. way it looked. And <laughs> awful. <laughs> but um, awesome. eventually, I guess they got the whole settlement worked out, and the what was supposed to be the '98 that originally came out was released in '99. But those were the those were the China versions, and they looked nothing like the Don Post pulls that came out of that studio. So anyway, um, I knew what I was looking for, um, and there was that alien-looking thing. They, you had a couple production molds. You had the two-piece mold. I knew exactly what I was looking for, and I went in with a couple of other guys, and just in case I was wrong that that um, alien-looking thing was the one I wanted, and then the, the one I was bidding on privately was the one I actually ended up with, which was the 98.99, and I paid an astronomical fee for it, but I knew what I was getting. And once right. the alien one came in, I I scheduled a return, and it went back on the market. Now I don't know who bought it, but um, yeah, I ended up with the 98.99, and um, I I've always wanted to do something with it. I've done a couple things here and there uh, with it, but you know I'm seeing a bunch of I got to be careful how I say this because people are only going to hear what they want to hear and not hear what the intent was behind it. So, sure. Um, it's all right. But there's a lot of, you know, I'm not going to say that they're recasts. I'm just not. It, it's, it could be production molds because there was quite a few. Once I got the original two piece, I didn't look into anything else. So for me to sit here and say, well, all of those are recasts, that's, that's not very nice of me to say, and right. because, because yeah. I don't have proof of that. But I can tell you that the ninety-eight ninety-nine is a twenty-four inch mass. That is a general release, so that most most um, most adult men or women can wear it, and that's mm-hmm. that's what they look for. And um, 
the most of the 98 99 Shatners that are out there are coming in at 22 inches that tells that tells me if you look at latex shrinkage that that could be a copy or it's either that or they got a barrel latex that's been sitting around a couple years and it's shrinking a lot more so i don't i don't know but yeah. i can i can just tell you that i have the original two piece that i'm like well i've seen enough washed out copies of them out there i've seen enough squirrel sized masks of them out there how would collectors like to have the original? So you've had exactly. so you've had this mold for how long? Since uh, early 2013. Okay. So like going on January, ten years ago. Yeah, January 2013. Damn. Wow. I'm excited for that, man. Yeah, me too. I, I also am. I also scored the SSN um, H2O and V2 and the Durand as well. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be sick, man. I, I, yeah, dude. Yeah. So for anyone who's who's listening and watching, and or watching, um, he, Chris Morgan has quite the lineup. You, he has the the GPW, right? Uh, you have the the curse. You have the, you, I, the the list just just goes up. You have so now you don't call it the Motofoga anymore, right? You call it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I just you know because. Um, I have the GPW six. I have the six. Then you have the mm. seven. I'm like, well, why not just call it the eight? You know, and right. uh, my eight is actually casted off of one of the fifteen used in the film from Resurrection. Which one of those fifteen? I don't. I couldn't tell you. I can only speculate. Um, the the guy that I got the mask from uh, worked at Full Sail with me, and he was um, one of the one of the higher ends working on resurrection up in Canada at the time. And uh, he got to keep one of the, one of the masks and he goes, yeah, this is the one that uh, this is that Jason mask uh, from, you know, the one that Buster Rhymes is in. I'm like, Oh, you mean Michael Myers resurrection. Got it. And he goes, yeah, that's right. Michael Myers. You know, he goes, I, you know, they both have white masks. It's the same thing. And I'm like, no, not really, but okay. (laughs) You know, one's a Shatner, one's a hockey mask, but you know, yeah, I, I get it. It was just a job for you. But uh, <laughs> initially, he just asked me to rehair it because all the hair had pretty much fallen out by that point. And so I rehaired it for him. And I said, during the process of rehairing it, can I can I uh, take a casting of of the mask? Because I'll probably never have an opportunity like this ever again. And he said, um, I'll let you do the face, neck and ears. Um, and, but I don't want anything else done. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, no problem. So I actually use alginate to do it so that, you know, I could make sure that it was really well cared for. Um, cause you know, you definitely don't want to ruin that. <laughs> so, um, no. then a few years later he contacted me. I, I had come out with a different version of it, um, early on and it back in 2013, it was not good. Um, it just, the alginate didn't take as well as I thought I had to do some cleanup and it just didn't look the same. And then, uh, he actually reached out to me in late 2014 and said, how would you like to buy this from me? I'm looking to sell it. I don't need it anymore. So I said, sure, I'll buy it. How much you want for it? And, uh, hit me with a price tag, um, which was 2,500 bucks. 
<laughs> I bought it from them. Um, and then I turned right around. I made my silicone mold and uh, did it properly. Did the entire head, face, neck, ears, top, bottom, neck, everything. And then once I got that done, I put the hair back on it. And then I put it up for sale and sold it to a private collector mm. and, and made even more off of it. So fuck yeah, <laughs> that's not fucking bad at all, man. Hell that's yeah. capitalism. <laughs> that's no, what, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what America is, man. But yeah, Chris has uh, uh, so many, uh, he has the GKY, the SS 78. Actually, you can see the SS 78 mold right there. That is kind of a, uh, a hybrid tramer kind of thing that I kind of, you know, fucked with ultimately. Um, yeah, Chris has a, a ton of them. You know, go to go to his Facebook, check it out. Go to his Instagram. Instagram is a uh, Hollywood showstopper, I believe. Uh, so you you you've been you, you're obviously like us love Halloween, the franchise, the character of Michael Myers, the different masks. So what was your introduction to the franchise? Because not everyone's the same. Um, for me, it's Halloween Four. I think with Trevor, you said Halloween Four as well, right? Or did you say for something what, else? Uh, for like our favorite one. No, our introduction, like it? our first one, we actually watched in its entirety. Um, no, I would have to say the H two was my first one. Okay, what, what, what's yours, Chris? My my introduction was the original, and um, I, I'll tell a story I've never told before. So, awesome! Ooh, um, nice. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.